Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Yes, yes, indeed. Howdy, everyone. This is Jasper Cole, and we are live, or I am live, in Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, everyone. Please follow us on social media. We are at uh, Instagram, 101J Cole, Jasper Cole Says. You can also go to jaspercole.com and click on the 101 with Jasper Cole icon and follow all of our Archive shows, we're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, BS Podcast Network, and right here at Blog Talk Radio. Everyone at this point in time, drum roll please for my special co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole. So great to hear your voice. Thank you so, so much. Hello, Planet Eartha. How is life going with everyone? Yes, well, we are so happy to be back with you guys live in the in the studio, in our various home studios. Um, right off the top, I just want to say we are going to uh, say our, our condolences to sweet Ralph because our... As I say it, the true grand dom of the show, Rose Cole, made her transition last weekend, and we just cannot say enough, Ralph, of praise to you for the amazing care that you gave her and both she and your father. Um, I know it was, it's been an incredible time for you. So how are you doing? And everyone's sending you lots of love. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> The outpouring of love and affection and support has been tremendous. I am doing absolutely wonderfully. Um, yes, it's, it's devastatingly sad, but I took care of Rose for 17 years and my father for four years. So I have a total now of 21 years of parental caregiving that I gratefully and enthusiastically carried out. And now my new life begins. And Rose left so peacefully. We had such a complete closure with each other. And that is a very powerful feeling. Mm. So here at home, as I move around the house and remember so many things that I did with Rose, and I would have her here at this time, or we'd be doing this at this time, or what am I cooking for a meal today? And she was always a part of the Clean Plate Club. She had a fabulous appetite. <laughs> So, you know, and there were smiles along the way. I sang to her every single day. And I just look back over all these years and just a flood of memories that will always carry me over. And and then as the end was coming, I learned a lot about the human body and just Mm. about the human decline. And once I was able to accept the fact that mother's dementia had progressed to a level that was near end of life, 
that took on a different meaning and it became rather than trying to keep forcing fluids and, and pureed food in her, it's a matter of making her feel as comfortable as possible. And as I always did throughout caregiving with Rose Jasper is let her know what a wonderful woman and mother and wife she is and was, (laughs) how she prepared me so resoundingly for my future. Well, you know, everyone just, if you've not been with us from the beginning 10 years ago on the show, you know, 10 years ago, Rose was in a completely different place, obviously. And Ralph would bring Rose to the, the studio. And she's, as if you go back through our Facebook pages, you will see all kinds of great photos of her being such a big part of this show. And um, people, uh, and, and my mom used to call in and, Everyone got to know both our our moms, and they now have since uh, both have passed. You know, Ralph and I have been friends for 12 years, and I have to say the highlight of my year so far was last Friday, a week ago, Mm. tomorrow. I got to surprise – oh, I get chills. I got to surprise Ralph and show up – of course, you would never do this in L.A. any other time – but surprise Ralph on his front doorstep. I um I bought a rose bush for to take to Ralph to plant in Rose's memory and I got to come and see this beautiful house that Ralph lives in and if you for those of you who don't know Ralph is living in the home he basically grew up in and where he came back and took care of his father and now took care of his mother so that house has such a special mm. place and it was just so great to see you in that environment because I've seen photos and I guess I've always sort of pictured where you were. And like now I know exactly where you're sitting as you're doing. The show. Right. And, yeah. And it just the house just has such a incredible spiritual vibe when you walk in, you know, you mm. just feel the love in the house. And it's it's just amazing. And you, you live in such an incredible, beautiful neighborhood and i i'm just so excited to see this next chapter um of your life and i'm so happy to be a part of it thank you jasper me too it's going to be exciting for both of us yeah and you know um i've i've told ralph this many times through the years i've always been astounded that while caregiving while and let's at least i forget you know um, ralph took care of michael the last year of his life. And in the midst of all of that, he was doing the radio show, going on auditions, booking acting jobs, shooting the acting jobs, juggling friendships, juggling, you know, other things in his life. So it's just amazing what you've been able to accomplish. And yes, I want you now to take this time for yourself. So in other words, if anyone's thinking of trying to hire Ralph for caregiving, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The only only caregiving he'll be doing is on television. Exactly. Yeah, I – who knew growing up with my parents, my father was a prominent physician in Los Angeles for over 40 years. My mother was a a well-respected school teacher with Los Angeles Unified for over 45 years. And I have caregiving in my system. You know, I'm good at it. I gave a lot of myself to my parents as they always did for me. So it was a no brainer to take care of them and escort them out of, out of our, their earthly life onto their transition and 
I brought dignity to both of them, and they each got to live out their last years in the beautiful house they built and that I had renovated and that I brought back up to all the health standards and health codes and because things had run down and getting copper repiping and new electricity and just the plethora of things that needed to be done to run a house. And I did all of that for my parents. And then, as you mentioned, Michael, I was lucky enough to meet a man and we ended up getting married and we were together for five years. So yeah, it's been a lot and I have no regrets and no resentment. And I am, I look back on these last 21 years, I've done so much and accomplished so many things that, yes, I am ready to uh, go onward and upward to the next phase and journey of my life. And, you know, the irony, it's it's kind of just amazing how not that we uh, clearly we've not come through COVID based on today's recent news, but having at least come through this horrible part of COVID, you know, it's almost like it's um, the timing of everything happening. It's the new beginning. It's a, and like you said, it's really just a continuation for you of um, continuing your career. But, you know, for any of us who've lost, I mean, now you're, you're part of that club who's lost, lost two parents. I still have one, but <clears throat> I don't know. I think, and you could talk to this. There's, I guess, um, there's a difference. You know, losing a father is different than losing a mother, or maybe it's not because I've only lost a mom. But I've always heard that because you know we have different relationships with each parent. For me, losing my mom was, you know, it was expected because she had been ill as well. But um, you know, it was clearly traumatic in the sense that, well, you know, as you know, everyone grief comes in waves right so i think the key is for everyone to just know do what makes you happy when you're grieving and grieve the way you want to grieve exactly i totally agree because everybody now on that note everyone on the 29th we are going to be doing an entire tribute show to miss rose cole and um it's going to be a party and a celebration so oh, we will, thank you Jeff. we will yes we will save all of that for two weeks from uh, tonight. And, um, and again, R- Ralph, we, everyone sends their, their love to you. And so we're going to also on tonight's show, we're sort of taking it's a first for us, which I'm excited about because, you know, we really don't talk politics on the show. We reserve that for our breaking the news segment that, that we do with wonderful Erica Renee Davis. Um, but, you know, we're, tonight we're going to have a really special show because we're having our, the author, Tony Moore. He's the co-writer of a new book called Liberty Versus Tyranny, which was actually authored by Colonel Andrew P. O'Meara, Jr. And I think we're going to be hearing sort of uh, uh, the different take from our own political views. And, you know, when I went back to Georgia recently, I, I keep saying how it was so nice to get myself out of my liberal you know, bubble and, and go out and kind of listen to how other people think. And so we're going to be open here tonight to to hear. Um, unfortunately, the colonel himself could not be with us. But like I said, the co-writer, Tony Moore, who has had – Tony Moore is actually English, 
and grew up, you know, not in America. And he went on to become an amazing entrepreneur himself and the fa- fragrance industry and then a glove manufacturer and now a writer. So it'd be fascinating just to hear his story, um, how he even got to this point of being a writer and a publisher and, and talking about, you know, American politics uh, having been born and raised in England, which will be kind of interesting. Um, everyone, I just want to keep encouraging you to please get your vaccinations. You know, sadly, if you're watching on the news, I think every single state right now in the union is having these horrible uh, increases in COVID uh, positivities and hospitalizations and 99 point something percent are all unvaccinated people. And, you know, Ralph, it's so frustrating because it's like, it, it, while yes, it's not a hundred percent guaranteed, but just the fact that 99.9% of the hospitalizations are the unvaccinated tells us that the vaccinations are working. Exactly. And I heard today, you know, they, LA has implemented now mask mandates again because the the rate has, you know, reached the the number, whatever that number. I forgot what the percentage is. So um, I have a friend who's a volunteer at Cedars, and she reported to me today that the hospital is full again, and it's back um. up. Well, it's so, yeah, right. Especially since it's like it's so unnecessary. You know, it's it's very strange. I I I can't wrap my head around it. Um, to know that there's a there's something there that can keep you alive, and and then also we're hearing, you know, that we are hearing more cases of people who are vaccinated um, getting COVID, but again, they're not extremely ill. Thank God, they're not hospital hospital and they're not dying from COVID. Um, so we've never said, and I don't think any of the officials have ever said that, you know, that it's 100%, um, no vaccine is 100%. But but we do know if you were to get COVID after getting vaccinated, chances are you're not going to be as sick as you would be before. How are mm-hmm. you feeling? How are you feeling now hearing the, the new mask mandates? Of course, you and I have already talked about, we've con- continued to wear our mask anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I got that blurb you sent me about their reinstating it. And I just thought, you know, I wear mine religiously everywhere I go and I've never let up and I'm glad I haven't. And now with this disappointing news, it makes me run back into being scared again. You know, it's like I was trying to let my guard down. I'm starting to audition again. I'm Re- relying on the fact how you've always said that a set is a much safer place than anywhere because they are doing COVID testing. And, but to read, you know, like when I get these percentages and these statistics from deadline about it's cases are up 500% and all these different numbers, I just stop reading it all now because it's like, I just mm-hmm. look at the, statement. It's like, we've had 4th of July. The governor let everybody not wear masks. What did you think was going to happen? You know, this all happened when things were more stringent and case numbers went up. Now you're letting things be less stringent and, of course, the numbers went up. It's very, very disappointing to hear. 
I, <clears throat> when Rose was alive, I worked so hard and prayed so hard that she would never have to be hospitalized during the pandemic. And we accomplished that. And yes. now she's gone and she never has to worry about that again. And I was hoping like, oh, God, there's light at the tunnel now. But, you know, it, it isn't. You know, I, 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 when Rose left, as you and I have talked about, I no longer have to deal with scheduling like, can the woman who helps me be available to mm. be here with Rose? Is it possible I could shoot this between 6 in the morning and 12 noon so I can get back which, home? Which you have done, which everyone, Ralph, has done before, by the way. Yes, I, I juggled a lot of things, and a lot of things I had to just go with let go and let God. You know, it's like I have to run to this audition. Let me put Rose in bed where she's comfortable. I'll be back in 90 minutes, and sure enough, that all worked out. So I would love nothing more now than to be like, oh, you know what? I'm fully vaccinated. I am going to go out now and, and accept that pool party invitation or accept – a luncheon with friends now. And now it, that enthusiasm is gone with these, the new cases. With, if you're saying that your friend who's a volunteer at Cedars, that the hospitals are full again. It's, well, it's let me, but let me, let me, let me reframe and just make you feel better. Full again with unvaccinated people, mm. not with vaccinated. But, but again, so the, the freedom I think we have is we can, we can, we can be assured that we will try to only be socializing with vaccinated people, meaning in your home, like you and I got together the other day. You know, we've both been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I had just been tested. Um, I know we both talked about a situation socially where we had been invited to something and we felt weird asking, you know, are, are people going to be vaccinated there? I, if someone's, if I'm going to be going to a party, I need to know that everybody's vaccinated or I'm not going. I just, unfortunately, I have to be that way, too. I mean, like, there's so many invitations that we all get because we're, we're human beings and we're social. And I got the most basic invitation of, I'm, hi, I'm hosting an event that's near you, Ralph, up the street from you. It's a short film of a presentation and uh if you could rsvp so we'll know how much food and drink to have and i thought immediately okay well that means masks are going to be off we Mm -hmm. are in an inside situation and i said to the host just very honestly and directly i am still not comfortable with covid yet i have not i have not ventured out and he said my friend was nice, very supportive and said, I totally understand where you are. I'm assuming everybody here will be vaccinated, even though that might not be the best assumption to have. And just hearing that statement right there is exactly why I declined going. Because you're, the, the situation is such the way I look at it, and this is just my perspective. You've listed the mask mandate. You are touting, to, even though we always have the caveat that no vaccine is 100%, but at the same time, we're all led to believe that being vaccinated makes you a little bit more of a superhuman and that you're most likely not going to get it. And if you do, it won't be so serious. Yes, that all sounds good. Then you go to a party like this. And we're standing around the crudite and the fried chicken wings that I hope they'd be serving. <laughs> and, you know, thinking like, well, I guess we're all vaccinated. 
I don't like to live in that kind of right. nebulousness. You know, I was weirded out at the dentist's office when one of the technicians doing my x-rays, sticking his fingers in my mouth, said he was unvaccinated. And I was like feeling all weird about that. And then as you and I talked to other people, I don't really need to feel that weird. He should be feeling more weird, you know, that he's not vaccinated and dealing with people and putting his hands in people's mouths. I mean, he was gloved and masked and everything, but it didn't give me a secure feeling. And, and as other people are saying, excuse me one second, <clears throat> as other people are saying, they're getting angry and impatient for the people that are not vaccinated because it's impeding our progress to herd immunity. Mm-hmm. And so that means, and even though we, we've all been told that we're going to be living with COVID forever, or this brand of COVID, apparently we've always, there, COVID has been around, but COVID-19 is around forever. How nice it would have been to say, like, well, let it be around. We have herd immunity. Like 93% of the nation is vaccinated. So bring it on, virus. If you can get in, try, you know. But mm-hmm. we're, no, we're nowhere near that since so many people, for whatever their reasons are, whether they think their heart is going to enlarge, they're going to get a blood, blood clot or a nerve disorder. I mean, yeah, it is scary to hear all these things, but – as they conclude, the 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 progress outweighs the negativity or the right back. So, right, yeah. I mean, and as we know, with every single medication we take, with every single vaccine, you know, people people forget. I mean, people are getting vaccinations all the time when they have to go over to foreign countries like Africa. You know, you get all these different shots, and there's always a, a very small percentage of people that can have some sort of reaction to something. So I just don't, the saddest part for me is that the whole thing has been politicized and that's oh, what right. I just can't believe that it's turned into a right versus left kind of um, thing. And just before we came on the air, I was watching on CNN, a man who he and his wife and four kids had decided not to get vaccinated. She was pregnant. You know, he ended up with COVID as did she, she lost the baby. They almost both died. And now he's sitting on TV going, well, I was one of those skeptics, but I'm here to tell you, please go get the shot. And, you know, like you're saying, I remember before we had the vaccine, we're out in public with our mask on. I'm on a set with a mask on. I feel at least with the vaccination now and a mask and a test, I feel even triply, I mean, triple, triple protected, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, how much more, I mean, we've done everything we can do at this point. So my whole thing is I am just going to, as always, avoid crowds. I won't be in a crowd. And if I have to, if I had to be in a crowd, like at the airport, I'll be wearing a mask, but I'm not going into restaurants um, without, I'm going to try to not sit inside. Now, see, for example, two nights ago, we went to our usual Mexican restaurant to meet friends. We met Edward and some people. And But it was so ungodly hot here that we went inside. And you, we go in, and it's kind of more crowded than usual. But then I see Edward, and we all start talking. We're all sitting around. And after, like, 20 minutes, I realized we're just – we've all been va- – I mean, my friends have all been vaccinated. But there's people all around who I don't know if they have or haven't, right? Mm. So Dennis and I, we left there, and we said, you know what? We're not going to do that again. Even though we're fine, I'm sure, and we were, 
you know, vaccinated. It was just a little too close for comfort because of these Delta variants that are out there right now. So, um, you know how I will get to CVS in a heartbeat and get that COVID test. Mm-hmm. So I think tomorrow Dennis and I decided we're just going to go get one because because of Monday night, you know, just to, just to make sure that, you know, just to make sure. I mean, why not? It, the insurance pays for it, and it's easy and quick, and you do it through the drive through window. But mm-hmm. I just thought – and then seriously – the timing, especially now with all this that's happening with the Delta variant. So uh, that's, that will be my last time sitting inside being a little less cautious. I just can't take, you know what I mean? I don't think it's, I can't be that cavalier about it. When, yes, my friends at the table have been vaccinated, but there were people, out, there were other people in the restaurant. I don't know if they have been or not. So, so was everybody wearing masks or no? No mask. I see. I mean, yeah, you wear, a... I mean, nobody, see, now you don't, well, see, now, well, Palm Springs is not L.A., so they probably won't bring back the ma- mandate. But now you don't, you know, used to, you had to wear it when you went in the restaurant, then you, you know, that whole thing. You sit down at the mm-hmm. table because, because obviously the virus will not come to the table, right? Um, right. <laughs> which is so funny. But, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm very comfortable to sit outside at restaurants. Um, now, however, I have to be honest, Sunday night we went to a restaurant. Again, we were the only table in the back room in the restaurant. So I was fine with that because literally there was nobody else in the restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. And we're right by the back door. I felt fine with that. But at the Mexican restaurant, there were just too many people inside too close to us for comfort and and again you get you do get a little cavalier because you know it hit me about 20 minutes in like oh wait i my group is vaccinated but I, there's a lot of people around me that i don't know if they are or not now i went to trader joe's here yesterday and i'd say only about i'd say like 20 percent of the people had masks on Mm. But all the employees still do, so, <clears throat> which is interesting, right? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to. I, if they were lifting the mask mandate, and Trader Joe's was one of the stores saying like, "Oh, you don't have to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated," then why do they have all the employees wearing a mask? Well, that's what I mean. I, I look at the employees now. It's interesting because at our at the Albertsons that we go to, um, the employees do not wear masks mandatory anymore. But you'll see like one or two who still have it on, but mm-hmm. a lot of the most of the clerks do not have it on. I think you and I talked about it the other day. I do find it it's fascinating. Like I like to look around at the store, like who's wearing like who's wearing masks. Because the other day it was like. Some teenage young girls had masks on, and then there were some elderly people who didn't. And it's always an interesting mix of people. Well, who? Yeah. Oh, who choose to wear and who choose not to? Yeah, I just like to look around and see. But the nice thing is, and this is also what I told you happened in Georgia. I have not encountered any sort of rude behavior or any comments about people. You know, no one has said anything to me while I'm wearing a mask. Oh, like, good. like take that damn mask off or whatever, you know, even in Georgia, there was none of that. So because um, the thing that's a drag now is like, 
Okay, you and Dennis just you said you went out Monday night. Now you're going this weekend to get tested. You know, I hate the fact that we're that we're in the situation now that if you do let your guard down, and letting your guard down meant being in a Mexican restaurant with no mask on. Now you have to go get tested. That's just such a drag of uh, in life. You know that. You know, you do some kind of outing, and now I have to go to the drugstore and get tested to make sure I don't have this potentially fatal virus. You know, and me, who is so binary, I mean, we've all been told that wearing a mask is supposed to cover your nostrils and your mouth, correct? Right. Uh huh. Okay, so whenever I see people wearing a mask and their nostrils are exposed, I'm immediately, my feathers are ruffled. Because I'm right. like, well, then you might as well not even be wearing one. And uh-huh. as I explained to you yesterday, and this is so idiotic, I don't even know what this man was saying, but I've realized being a human being on the planet for 63 years, sometimes you need to let the person say what they're going to say. Let's get our transaction done and completed. And then if I want to say anything, say it after that. But I go to the mortuary yesterday to um, make arrangements for Rose, and I'm greeted by the man who is going to be my counselor, and he is wearing a mask, but his nostrils are exposed. So he <laughs> lets me into the office, and I immediately say to him, your nostrils are exposed. And he said, yeah, okay. And so then he pulled the mask up over his nostrils, I said, are you vaccinated? He stammered, uh, wait, wait, what? It, wait, wait, you're at, wait, say, you, wait, am I? No, no, I'm not vaccinated. And I was like, okay. And first of all, that stammering that he did was fucking annoying. It's either like, the question is, are you vaccinated? Yes or fucking no. This him and a humana, him and a humana was like, what the fuck is that? Then so he says no. He pu- he does pull the mask up over his nose, but it keeps sliding down. Oh, so God. I I sent you the picture. He's on one side of the desk, and then on the other side of the desk there are two chairs. I slid my chair all the way back away from him, and he looked at me like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Look, I work in a mortuary, and we are we have gotten we've been exposed to all kind of vaccines and medicines that the general public isn't." I was like listening to him, like, "What the?" <laughs> Are you saying to me? And I was about to say to him, that doesn't answer. Did you have, did you get vaccinated or not? But I didn't want to get all belligerent like that because we hadn't started all this paperwork that we had to do. And I didn't want it to be all contentious. He was very nice and very efficient. And he did keep the mask on. It finally stayed up. He adjusted the straps. But I just thought, this is just horribly irresponsible, gross behavior. You know, it's like, if you're not vaccinated and you could potentially – and like I could potentially have the virus too. I feel like I'm not because I'm always wearing a fucking mask everywhere I go, completely right. covered. And I'm not in any crowds. I haven't gone to any restaurants. You know, yes, it would be nice to go and eat with your friends again, but I don't need that until things have really subsided. And things have subsided. You know, right. like – Everything was just going so great, and now we're back to things creeping up. And this whole thing about masks, you have to wear them again, that ship has sailed. These people, these human beings didn't want to wear a mask during the most heinous time of the pandemic and having mm-hmm. fucking rats 
place because their rights were taken away. Then the governor says, you don't have to wear the mask. Well, now you do have to wear them. Well, you only have to wear them on Tuesdays and Thursdays if you're in Albertsons. You know, and it just became all of this <laughs> bullshit. Now they're saying – then June 15th was the big proclamation day like, oh – Throw your mask up in the air like Mary Tyler Moore did with her Tam on the Mary Tyler Moore show, girl, okay? And just be carefree. You're vaccinated. You know, you can't get the virus. Well, yeah, you can. You know, it's called a breakthrough case. You most likely won't. Yes, you're going to feel better if you're going to get it. We still don't know what the long-term repercussions are going to be. Now you're telling everybody, oh, guys, you've got to put the mask back on again. These people are going to be like, what are you talking about? You know, and it all boils down to what you said, Jasper, and then we can let this go. You and I are going to wear our mask anyway, and the people that want to wear their mask are going to keep on wearing them. And so all these statistics that keep coming up every hour, I'm just letting go over my head because it's like, whatever, you know, I'm still going to wear a mask. None of these statistics you're – you're doling out are going to make me go, you know what? I really don't need to wear a mask anymore because um, look at the numbers, you know, so. Oh, and by the way, guys, I just got a text. Unfortunately, Tony, our guest tonight is not going to be able to make it. Um, And his publicist is Lisa is um, apologizing profusely. I'm not sure what happened, but that's okay. Things happen. It's a live, a live show, and Ralph and I have tons to talk about. So um, we, we will try to I, – I don't know. Maybe it's a sign that we're not going to get into politics tonight, you know, with everything mm. else going on. With everything else going on, maybe we could just – probably a, a sign from above. I don't know. But it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, so, so I agree, Ralph. I mean, I'm looking at this like um, – like I just said, I'm I'm looking at it as like thank God we have the vaccination, right? Because right. we we've been in this position before with the numbers, but we but again, it's now come down to the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. I mean, that's what it's come down to. And I, I, with all due respect, I think if you're if you choose not to get vaccinated, then that's on you. I mean, I. I, I can't help you. I mean, if you get sick, what can we, if, what do you expect? It's just interesting. You know, I, you know, this is something I was made to be educated about. So, and I was one of these people at the beginning, a skeptic with the vaccine being produced so fast, how mm-hmm. effective is it going to be? Vaccines always take a long time to produce. How is this one so fast? Well, I learned, I was educated that these COVID viruses have been worked on by Pfizer for the last 10 years. So they had accumulated a lot of knowledge about how the COVID virus was working. When COVID-19 came into play, they were able to insert that variable into what they already knew to help define how a an effective vaccine could be produced. So with that knowledge, it didn't seem quite so fast that the, vi- the vaccine had been produced. Mm-hmm. Ten years of thought and, and research had gone into that. And to your point, you made this point earlier, when you see that all the statistics now is like, you know, and it's so bad for the unvaccinated people, it's just like, God, it's just like to another 
group of people again. <laughs> right, Another right. A disenfranchised group. Because now all the news reports are like hospital hospitalizations and deaths have risen, and it's all unvaccinated people that did it. You know, so it's like <laughs> – they are just getting totally lambasted and scolded. So, of course, when somebody tells me they're not vaccinated, it makes me look a little bit alert. It makes me step back a little bit. It makes me be more hype. You know, I'm already wearing the fucking mask. It's like, well, you're not breathing on me. We're six feet apart. It's just like um, at the dentist. You know, when this man, this technician, mm. I told you. Idiot. Oh Lord! I'm asking him, "Are you vaccinated?" You know, I just—I don't even try to be polite. I just say, "Are you vaccinated?" What the fuck? What am I going to say? Oh, listen, I have a little bit of a question for you. Are you vaccinated? It's like fuck it. I just asked the question. He was like, "No," because it's a, com- a conspiracy theory in the government. Oh, uh, I would—I would have gotten my ass up out of the chair and left. I was like. Oh, you ignorant ass. You know, he, and then he says afterwards, well, I, after he took my x-rays, because he's sticking the things in my mouth. He's wearing gloves and everything. Oh, my God. And like I've said, he's wearing a mask. I'm not. You know, and I'm just like thinking, okay, you're breathing through that mask. You're not vaccinated, so that means you have a better chance of having it in your system. Oh, and then he said he was scared to get the vaccine because he gets um, – co- he used, he used to get colds and flus a lot, but now that he wears a mask, he doesn't, so he feels that the mask is doing just fine. Okay, so that's one ignorant person. After he did my answer, <laughs> well, Ralph, I hope, you, um, I hope you're not upset with what I told you, but I didn't want to lie to you. And I said, no, you're entitled to your opinion. I just don't want you anywhere near me. So, Thank you. And when I go back on the 21st of this month, I um, if he's around – or has to come near me, I'm going to just say, look, I have somebody else uh, like who's vaccinated. Because a number of the employees in the office are vaccinated. I don't know. What, well, he has his conspiracy theory. Plus, he thought the vaccine was made too fast. So, yeah, I thought that too. But when you get educated, then things become m- more palatable for you. You know, like my friends were getting on me because they were like, Ralph, you need to let all that um, spraying the mail and wiping down every fucking thing you touch go. You're vaccinated. That's part of the perks of being vaccinated because I was still doing the thing where the mail comes in, I touch the mail, right. I spray it with Lysol, then I put the mail away, then I go wash my hands, I get it again, you know, thinking like, well, I've put Lysol on it, so I guess that means, you know, I'm not, I'm no longer close to death. <laughs> So, I don't know why. I wish you had been. You should have been doing like a, a video blog this whole time, all during COVID. That would have oh, been. Okay. I would have paid to watch that because even the other day when I, I if I recall, I think you had on a, a mask and a shield when you opened the door yes, at the house. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Knowing that my ass has been vaccinated, <laughs> tested, and I'm dipped, still the- dipped, dipped in antibiotic ointment and everything. I know it's like it's such. But you still try to tongue kiss me. But go ahead. I I know. Well, I'll always try to do that, Jasper. Well, you know, (laughs) like okay, when I looked out the window and I saw that it was you, my mind should have just gone, "Oh my god!" Well, I did. I was like, "Oh my god!" I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I said, "He just got tested negative, and he's vaccinated because Planet Earth, Jasper, and I were vaccinated on the same day with the J and J vaccine, and I should just open the door regularly." 
But you ran that. You ran upstairs to get that mask and shield. Well, no, it was on the dining room table. So I leave them right there, you know, near the door. It was right Right. there, but it was like, I still put it on because I put it on every time I open the door for anybody. And when I had to have those people here for Rose, you know, because of HIPAA, they didn't have to answer me, which was just damn annoying. And so many people say, well, if you ask somebody if they're vaccinated and they go, I don't have to tell you that, that means they're not. And I said, no, not necessarily. Some vaccinated people don't want to divulge that information either because of privacy. But in a hospice situation where you were working with end-of-life patients and their families daily, why the fuck wouldn't you want to be vaccinated? You know, why would you want to be working in the medical in- field and not be vaccinated? That just seems so irresponsible. Well, I you think know? actually it would be a great selling point for those uh, nursing associations and for dentist office if, if they were able to say, uh, just as an added bonus, all of our employees are vaccinated. Because like you just said, I just realized something. I'm due to get my teeth cleaned for the second time this year, you know, it's, I went earlier this year, but now that you told me about that, I'm actually going to call my dentist office and I'm going to say, are, is the technician, the hygienist vaccinated? And if she's not, I'm not going. And you don't the have other the same reason, hygienist all the time. Well, I only start, this is a new dentist that I went to oh, for the first okay. time in Palm Springs. I've, rather than back in LA. But you know, another reason I realized I want to get tested tomorrow is because I had that, I had the colonoscopy last Thursday, a week ago today. And that's just another example where, I mean, yes, we, the nurses were all wearing masks, right? In the office. And, but that's just another example where, okay, well, I could have been exposed because I clearly didn't have a mask on while surgery was happening. So, Mm. That's just another reason I want to, you know, you know, after I went to Georgia and all that, I went and got tested. So, again, it's just something. Now, I understand that with our union, with um, I was a little disappointed, I have to be honest. I was disappointed that SAG after is, I guess, like you said, because of HIPAA, they can't require vaccinations. But my dad was telling me as a former president of his union that unions can put – actually, SAG could have, um, could have said all actors have to be vaccinated. That doesn't mean the crew people do because they, they each have their own union. You know what I mean? But the, mm-hmm. the SAG, Screen Actors Guild can mandate that all of their members be vaccinated unless – otherwise they can't work on the set. But that's not going to happen. So – that's kind of disappointing. Um, I find that I, I find that disappointing too, because I guess you know I guess if people really have strong beliefs about like no I am not putting the vaccine in my body and then there's a mandate like well you're not going to be able to work on the set then well, God what a horrible sticky wicket you know like does that actor never work again you know and what about their income because they chose not to be vaccinated it's just it's a, none of us have ever been in this situation like we didn't have to mandate you getting the regular flu job but no as, but you, you know, remember as a kid i mean ralph we the mm the measles mumps rubella the mmr i mean we've all got that little mark on our arms i mean we 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 got vaccinated as kids to it was mandated to start school you had to get these 
these certain vaccinations. I don't recall anyone that, I mean, maybe they did because I was a kid. I don't know. I, I know. I know more recent in the recent years because of autism. Remember, there was a whole thing about some people, Jenny McCarthy in particular, started that whole movement that she was convinced that um, certain vaccinations caused autism. And I know some people refuse to get their kids vaccinated, but I think the COVID vaccination should just be included with um, schools because look what happened. The federal government, you know, lifted mandates about masks in schools, but each state has their their own uh, ability to change. Like California is still going to require mask for schools, but other places aren't, which of course, none of this is helping Governor Newsom get reelected. You know, there's a recall vote coming up by all the Republicans here. So I I don't know. It's a sticky wiki because him bringing back the mandates today in LA, that's not going to help him on his recall election either. Well, I mean, God, he just loves being governor so much that that concerns him. Like, what is the perk of being the governor? Well, I mean, okay, so because, you know, I have my friends, the governor of Georgia. Imagine, like, the way we feel about showbiz, like, that's our chosen profession, right? That's our passion. Mm -hmm. Politics, I mean, there are people that – so to get to the governor level would be probably like getting a series regular. I see. You you know what I mean? Within each – within that occupation – that's a there, good are, point. there are ego levels, right, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that they move up to. And I think governor is a, is a stepping stone to, what, to senator or whatever. So, um, Well, that's, but, a, that's really sad, though, Jasper, that, you know, yeah, you know, Newsom is likable enough. Um, he, he's done a, a formidable job, I suppose. But it's really sad when, once again – the health of the human population is made secondary so he can be the governor, you know, rather than him just saying, I govern the biggest state in the United States or the second biggest state. What's the biggest state, Texas or us? No, we are. Okay. So I I govern the biggest state in the United States and you bitches are wearing masks until we have herd immunity. Done. Well, you know, he did that. I mean, the whole thing is, if you recall, he and he and Cuomo in New York were the just lauded as being the most brilliant things in the beginning. But the problem is he's being recalled by the dumbass Republicans who who did not like him making us wear masks. If mm-hmm. Newsom had his way, he would have never lift, lifted any mandates. I see. But he's he's being punished because he he did shut down the restaurants. And he did do all that stuff. It's you know what? It's Orange County, and it's parts of the wealthy uh, Republican enclaves up in uh, Northern California and mm-hmm. Central California. Those are the big Republican areas, and that's who's right. going after going after him. So um, it's crazy. It's so crazy. But you know, like you said, there's just certain things. I'm I I don't foresee myself ever going into a movie theater again, if, it, and I mean, I, I never, Dennis, I had sort of stopped going to movie theaters anyway, just because we like streamers and staying home. I mean, granted, if there was, of course, if you or I had a premiere and we're in the movie, I'm sure we would wrap ourselves in bubble wrap and go in. Mm. Um, 
<laughs> right. But, but like, for instance, the gym, I told you, there's no way I will ever work out at a gym without a mask on again. Yeah. Now, because what did you say? Gyms you are just only, Petri- Go only ahead. two people were wearing a mask, you said? Yeah. When I went to the gym, like the, when I first started going back, like a month ago, and by the way, I only go once a week, but the first time I went back, most people were still wearing the mask. Each time it got less and less. This past Sunday, I it was like me and one other guy. I don't really care. Because again, like I said, gyms have always been so dirty. And so I think just in terms of keeping the colds away and the flu, it's interesting. My dad now has, you know, not been wearing a mask for what a couple of months i don't know whenever georgia it's interesting my dad got a really his first really bad cold that he's had besides having covid a year and a half ago but you know what i mean so suddenly he got a really bad cold he was with my two brothers and the the uh the great grandkids came and they were all together and i just think it's interesting if we were still wearing masks i bet you he would not have had the cold Hmm. it's just you know, we laugh about how, remember how Michael Jackson used to wear the mask and we used right. to laugh at him. And of course, we looking back on hospitals, like you said, hospital employees, the nurses, they've always worn masks. Mm-hmm. And, and the dentist office have always worn masks when they clean your teeth. Right, exactly. And now we know just how much wearing a mask will help. Um, and again, I would never fly again without wearing a mask. And I know eventually well, they're going to lift. Oh, yeah, we'll but I think in right. September, September they were supposed to lift those mandates for airports. Huh. I mean, really? So you're all going to be sitting on an, a crowded plane with no masks on and you don't know who's oh, back yeah. or not? I mean, oh, it's just amazing. I am just, you know, I am still living in a bubble and I don't care. The, 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 what I have, since the beginning of this pandemic, I mean, I am not trying to be holier than thou or anything. I <laughs> did my due diligence of going out, going out meaning to the grocery market, the post mm-hmm. office, Federal Express, those kinds of places. But then, and I apparently for the, all of 2020, I did that. I always wore a mask, braided everything, wiped everything down, got tested in January of this year. I was negative. Now here we are in July. I want to assume, and when I got tested, I assumed I was negative. I mean, that's such a horrible assumption. I assumed Rose and I were negative because she wasn't acting weird or breathing differently. I wasn't, my oxygen levels were always good. Nothing was different. Like, so I thought, okay, well, if I have it, I'm totally asymptomatic. But that test came out negative. But what I also stopped doing at the beginning of this year is going to grocery stores. So I haven't been, except for Trader Joe's, I haven't been in a grocery store. So I did that I, because of the- I forgot. Do you have it delivered or you just get pretty much everything at Trader Joe's? No, I have it delivered. Oh, okay. Um, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, no, Trader Joe's, I can't do the the bulk of my shopping there. I mean, there were specialty things. What I was getting at Trader Joe's was my wine, my Charles Chardonnay. I mean, Charles Shaw Chardonnay, say that really fast. And then there were <laughs> dishes like chicken burrito bowls and shrimp sriracha bowls that Rose loved. So right. I would get for her and I'd buy some fruit and she used to love the Mexicali salads. I would buy some salmon there sometimes. So that's what I was buying there. But I, that was one of the places I still 
went to, and I was always masked and everything. But then at the beginning of this year, when the variants, this is before the Delta variant, they were, or maybe it was part, I mean, there's just so many variants, but at the beginning of the year, they weren't talking about Delta. They were talking about others. So that was enough to scare me into like, you know what, I'm not even going to go to the grocery market anymore because all of those damn people in there. So that's what I've done so far. So, so far this year, Yes, I've had to go out and, you know, like I said, it's all the necessary places. And now I've started aqua therapy and I'm in start my fourth week there, but all of us are masked and I don't know who's vaccinated and who isn't. So see, this is why it's kind of like I'm hypocritical in my own brain because. Mm-hmm. Well, we I all are. I mean, I, I won't go to a party at somebody's house for fear of like, well, some people are wearing a mask and some people aren't. Oh, no, that's the difference. Going to the house, though, people would, would not necessarily be wearing a mask. But going to aqua therapy, you have to wear a mask. See, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere I go now, throughout the entire pandemic, everywhere I go, you have to wear a mask. Like, Although I you said go- recently people aren't wearing them at Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's the now first that place been- you've been in. Yeah, and Trader Joe's is – because, you know, I actually keep a journal of all the places that I have gone to. Like, I, you know, I went to Winchell's. Okay, Miss Marvel, come on now. Winchell's, oh, my God, I'm just looking through my shit. Come on, Um, shit. Come on. Publish that. Publish that journal. Rose was vaccinated. UPS store, FedEx. Trader Joe's. We had to go to the doctor's office. Yeah, so I've had to go, and I go to the apothecary. Yes, I do. I went to the apothecary. Oh, listen, bitch, you would would crawl over sewage to get into that place. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. After June 15th, I went there, and I walked (laughs) in, and the manager looked at me like I was an alien because, you know, I had my gear on, you know, because there I Uh wear two masks and a face shield, okay? He didn't have a mask on at all, and he's fully vaccinated, but like I said, you know, a lot of fully vaccinated people think they're Superman, and that they're not going to get anything, you know, and, or they're so convinced that, well, I'm vaccinated. If I get it, it's not going to be a big deal. It's not like I'm going to have to go to the hospital, but no, maybe not, but six months later, you're going to be having brain fog, you know, or some shit, you know, that you didn't have before you had the COVID. That's why I'm staying stringent about it, which brings me to a point that you've always said throughout this pandemic. Why isn't the regular flu shot mandated that everybody get when so many people die of the regular flu? You know, I just thought of that when we were talking in this conversation. The reason why we're all been out of shape about COVID-19 is because at the beginning, it was instant death. It was like, okay, well, you're basically going to die. And then, I mean, of course, a lot of people. Well, didn't. because the, the, the flu never, re- never reaches the level of a pandemic. The rate of deaths that were happening with, um, with uh, COVID was quadruple, five times, six times more than flu. So mm-hmm. it was just the rate of deaths were happening so fast. You know, yes, some people, people die from the flu, but it's, it's stretched out over a much longer time and demographics. And, but COVID was, COVID was like AIDS, you know, people were just dropping like flies. 
Right, I see what you're saying. But okay, this now, brings me to my point, which a lot of people get pissed off when I talk about what I'm what I'm about to say. But you know, Marion Williamson, when she was running for president, talked about this, and Bill Maher talks about it on his show. You know, we're a, we're a fat, obese, out of shape, nat- nat- uh, unhealthy nation, and uh, quite honestly, it is a fact that the majority, not everybody. The, the majority of people who died from COVID were obese and had horrible underlying conditions. And when they keep saying that, there's one condition they're talking about, diabetes. Mm. And, and that's, you know, so why doesn't our country look at pre, pre, like preventative health measures, right? Why don't we go, try to get healthier as a nation rather than waiting to treat the sick? There's no money spent on helping people stay healthy with correct diet, exercise. We are the fattest, most worst diet country in the, in the world. And it's well, embarrassing. Michelle Obama mm-hmm. tried to change that with the nutritional programs for the kids. <clears throat> I mean, I hate to say it, but just notice, like, it's not everybody. But notice, go back and start noticing when they would show the people on the ventilators and they would show the people who were 90% of them were all fat and obese mm. and, had, and had horrible diabetes and other issues. And what is, except, I mean, except for being born with type 1, type 2 comes from poor diet and, poor, and not exercising. So I'm not trying to blame the victims, but I'm just saying we are a nation of unhealthy people and people mm-hmm. need to get pull it together and get their shit together motherfuckers well <laughs> no uh, you know i see what you're saying you know that's why i walk 10,000 steps every day because it's something you know and planet earth the jasper got me started on walking 10,000 steps last july so for a year i've walked 10,000 steps every day and and <clears throat> for a little bit i went up to 11,000 but I didn't like it as much, but um, I am back and because to- because my body dysmorphia, you know, because I constantly think I'm fat. I I have to go twenty thousand minimum, and I prefer to get up to twenty five thousand if I can. So, oh my goodness, you think you're fat? No, well, I I joke about it. Body dysmorphia means just like if you've ever, you don't really think you're, you don't see your body the way it really is. You know, mm. I I. To say, well, that's a whole other show. To, to say that I might have some food issues is something else. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, what I always say is I, I have found a way of eating that works for me. And so I'm not going without anything and I'm not uh, deprived. So mm-hmm. everybody has to, you know, everyone has to find what works for them. But um, I joke about, Dara and I have a, you know, we always joke about my food issues and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But again, don't give me, don't send me your text. Don't send me, I, I'm not body shaming. I'm not fat shaming people. I'm just talking about, because there are a lot of skinny fat people, if you know what I mean. There's a lot of skinny people whose body fat to muscle ratio is really off. So it's just a matter of trying to be healthy. And that doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder or, you know, it's just a matter of eating healthy and trying to get some movement in your life mm-hmm. every day. Just get mm-hmm. up and walk your fat ass around the block if you have to. Now, now, back to going out to restaurants for you and Dennis, going forward now, how do you decide, like, if you're going to go into the restaurant just based on how many patrons are already in there? 
Yeah, I mean the truth is we 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 really have only gone to our two. There's three restaurants right in our within walking distance, and so one of them like it's all windows, and we generally go at a certain time later. Toward we go around eight thirty at night, and they close at nine, mm-hmm. and so. And you know what I mean? And so it just works out that they have a front part of the restaurant and they have a back room. And there's just, by that time of night, there's no one there. Um, mm. and the, the other one we have is a really big, big place. And there's certain, there's like a booth in the very back that no one's near, you know? So mm-hmm. there's ways to, to, to do it. And then, um, Otherwise, you know, we still order. We, you know, we, I've, re- oh my God, I replaced, I had never found DoorDash. I was always doing Postmates and just, I don't have any skin in the game, but God, DoorDash is amazing. I mean, you can place the order and I swear to God, DoorDash is there in like 15 minutes. Well, DoorDash, I have a bad taste in my mouth about because they fraudulently did something on my EDD card. Oh, and it probably has to do with what city we're in also, I'm sure, right? Every, I mean, like, with, right here in Palm Springs, which, oh, which reminds me, I'm so, I, not that anyone's going to be knocking on my door in L.A., but another reason I'm excited is after uh, three years of living full-time in Palm Springs now and just staying in hotels, I've actually found a, a new apartment in West Hollywood, and I'll be renting that starting September 1st, so I'll be back in the city more. Well, I mean, I'll still just be there when I work, but you know, Ralph, it'll, it, it will be a little different, but it, knowing the apartments there, there'll be more time to, I'll, Dennis, I'll just say, oh, let's go into L.A. for the night, you know, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or let's go in and see Ralph or something like that, so. Right, yeah. No, it'll be nice. And we're back in the same neighborhood, our old hood, and like you know, Ralph, I always say things happen when they're supposed to. I was not looking for an apartment. It just kind of fell out of the sky through a through a friend of Norma. So it's going to be our Newman Thomas corporate apartment in WeHo. And um, I'm excited. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff happening. Yes, everybody, listen. Ralph and I do not need guests on this show. We could talk for three hours, as you know. And it's been great, Ralph, just to kiki with you. And uh We've got another great show coming. I have no idea. We don't know. We book our guests like, you know, it. we book our guests the week before, the, the day before, whatever. We don't know. But we know on the 29th, it's a Rose Cole tribute party celebration, house party. So everyone get your party hats and your, you know, get your poppers and your blowhorn. So whatever I you love call it. <laughs> Ralph, much love, Ralph. Love you. Same Thanks, everybody, for tuning definitely. in. And we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.